Alright guys, you're back with the podcast. This has been the Spice Cast, I should say. Thanks for Dan for doing our sound and all our friends online helping us out. And uh, we're recently about to get a new board thanks to our donations and all that stuff. So please keep it up. You can give us give to us at spice-radio.com slash donate. And today we have Miss Alicia Cole. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking Thank to us. Yeah, and you're from a dark, the Darkly Told chat book, I guess you'd say. That's me. <laughs> Which I was listening to uh, earlier as well as a couple, uh, I guess almost a month ago. But it's very cool, like, fusion of poetry and uh, electronic music and all that stuff. And what what gave you the idea for, for that in the first place? I, it was about the end of 2014 that I was batting around um, a concept of putting some of my poetry together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really don't want just this... Everyone does a chat book. Everyone does, like, just poetry together. I want something really interesting and really unique. So what I thought about doing was I was like, okay, I really need to find some people and put together more of, like, um, a musical composition. Yeah. And I really wanted it to be electronic, and I really wanted it to be really dark and gritty um, because all the poetry is Um, Mm horror-based. And so I set about finding... um, the various people I needed, and that's kind of how it came about. <laughs> did you like listen to their music before and were already fans, or did you just kind of kn- seek them out because of what they made? I knew Memory Splice previously. Mm-hmm. I knew them as a couple, and then I knew of their music, so I'd already heard some of it, and I was like, okay, I'd like to reach out to them and do a collaboration, have them do the music. Um, I was also familiar with CSE Cooney's work, who's the mm-hmm. audio caster on this. Yeah. Um, I knew of her her professional work, audio casting, and I knew of her writing also. Um, she's a brilliant author. Um the only person that I didn't know previously was the artist who did the cover and inside art. And her name's Sarah Wilson. I found her on Elance, um, just a freelancing website. But I absolutely love what she's able to oh, do. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. Like a mixture of uh, almost looks like ink kind of drawn yeah. kind of art. Yeah. Yeah. And you can pick that up. But you you can check out the... Uh, the whole the whole chat book at SoundCloud and you guys have a website a publishing kind of house uh, priestess and hierophants yeah right? yeah we do and uh, how long has that been around priestess and hierophant launched in 2015 also and mm-hmm. um, I launched it initially as like the body for darkly told and then in 2016 I decided to launch um a journal out of the website and i decided to put publish not only um speculative speculative which means like um science fiction fantasy horror slipstream magic realism i decided to not only publish that but i decided to publish artwork also so i put out a quarterly journal that showed showcased um a lot of different talent and then priestess and hierophant developed into this priestess and hierophant presents quarterly that then developed into this publication where we're headed for an anthology and a novella publication. Oh, very cool. So did you only have your stuff in it at the beginning and you just started reaching out to different... uh... At the beginning, I was that person. I only had my stuff on the website. Right, well, that's how you start. I mean... (laughs) You, you know you're not going to backstab yourself anyways. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, oh, we're exactly. Have litigation and all this. <laughs> and then I uh, branched out and I was like, I'm ready to publish other people. Mm-hmm. Were they mostly, did you mostly start with like local people you knew or people you met like uh, through online forums or? I have published some local people mm-hmm. actually. Um, uh, Kimberly Casey, who is um, the head of Outlawed Huntsville. She's yeah. on my fourth issue. She has two pieces in my fourth issue. Um, but starting out, mostly I just put out submission calls on various websites oh, okay. and various Facebook boards. And I have contributors from all over the world. Oh, that's so cool. they, it just came from all over. And you just try to keep that like theme, of that, that kind of uh, that gritty 
Yeah, there would be like the general gritty theme, and I would have like a different um, concept for each issue. Oh, so, okay. um, like, we started out, and now I'm going to blank on the different concepts <laughs> I had. But each issue is themed about a, a, themed for a different concept, and our upcoming issue that's going to be published in 2018 that I'm gathering submissions for now is themed on darkness and light, for example. So everything has to have. It's not like I don't want somebody to hit me over the head with darkness and light because (laughs) that's not going anywhere with me. You want some subtlety. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm looking for work that hits on that topic. So that's what I did with each of the quarterly issues. They each had a theme and um, I was expecting people to hit on the theme. Okay, cool. Now, did you bring any of this poetry to Out Loud Huntsville like when you're first first making it or like uh, kind of tinkering with stuff? Um, I wasn't actually, when I was putting together Darkly Told, I wasn't in Huntsville at the time. Oh, okay. So I actually lived in Atlanta at the time. Um, but since being in Huntsville, I have done a feature at Out Loud Huntsville where I read a number of these pieces and a number of pieces from an upcoming um, collection of mine also that's currently out on submission. Yeah, that's cool. Like, uh, it's a good, it seems like a great place for people that are getting started with poetry or already established and and want to like bring it bring new stuff. Uh, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of 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 like the stand up scene or the open mic scene where you can you can test out material and you can experiment in like a good environment for feedback and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a really great water. Mm-hmm. Um, as I would say, it's just it's a really nice pool to get it's a thrown really into. Nice little breeding <laughs> ground of poets. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they have like a a little headquarters kind of near the right by Fly, Flymo. If y'all don't know, and in, in Low Mill. On the second floor, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so ch- check out Loud Huntsville. I think they have some workshops for younger authors as well as like a bi-weekly um, kind of... Uh, is that an open mic or a, or a uh, setup? Uh, do you know Do you know about that it's one? It's like um, there's a monthly open mic that happens with a mm-hmm. feature poet. And then bi-monthly, there's a spoken word event. Okay, very cool. And uh, Priestess and Hierophants, you, you said it was like a quarterly... How do you get the inspiration for the uh, for the subjects like that you go through? So, well, Priestess and Hierophant itself comes from two trump cards in the tarot. So it's mm-hmm. the Priestess and the Hierophant. And I wanted to put together the concept of the two extremely spiritual elements of the feminine and masculine, like, spiritual power. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, at the time, it was a very literal meaning. I was married to someone, and I wanted it. We were going to represent the priestess and the hierophant. Uh-huh. After the marriage dissolved into divorce, as sometimes happens, right. um, I actually came on an interesting concept. of I decided to keep the name because I was looking at it being the priestess and the hierophant within one person so that each of us can be both the masculine and the feminine like spiritual power. Yeah, for sure. So that's why that makes me really happy, and so I just run with that. So is there lots of like duality themes and stuff that you run into? I know you mentioned dark and light, but does it always revolve around sort of like that? It's not always that duality. binary kind of thing. No, e- in the first year, each of the issues um, was just a single concept. For example, mm-hmm. reaping was one of the concepts, and okay. they were based um, roughly on the esbets of the year. So we, um, it was Samhain where it came out, and then it was um, Imbolc, then. Astara and then Beltane. No, it was yes, it was Beltane. So it was Esbeth and Sabbaths. I'm probably mangling that up in my head at the moment, but it was <laughs> roughly on those lines. Um, my teacher in New York would uh, 
<laughs> would be chastising you. Would be horrified. Like... <laughs> would be like, can you please remember your Esbets versus your Sabbaths? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get them all in there. But yeah, the, the Terra, I think, uh, has been a, a, gr- a good... Um, I don't know, it's like almost like a system, I guess you'd say, but just an inspiration for all types of art, I feel yeah. like. And it and I think it, it's changed so much and there's so many takes on it that it's like a pretty, it's like a very, uh, what am I trying to get at? Like a malleable kind of medium yeah, for, really for channeling bigger ideas. It really you know? is. It's really rich ground and you can really mm-hmm. go a lot of different ways with it. Yeah, and like the symbolism and stuff. I've always enjoyed like uh, the symbology and and just the artwork too because it really it says so many volumes on different levels i guess you'd say yeah yeah definitely it's like it's the surface level meaning and then the like archetypal meanings that are like kind of packed into the drawing and mm-hmm. then when you're reading itself when you're actually doing a reading yeah, which there's is a this, whole nother yeah thing. there's this whole <laughs> other level where you're actually doing like a reading of the card and a psychic reading of the person at the same yeah. time, al- along with like almost a spiritual counseling. And then you put it all together into like yeah. the reading, a super interactive, yeah. like a very, very personal kind of uh, thing, yeah. thing to do with somebody yeah. too. Well, that's cool. And uh, so darkly told is available right now. It's an audio chat book. You can find it on SoundCloud. It's very interesting. Like uh, I think it's cool because we interview a lot of musicians who use poetry from you know one means or another sometimes it's they always get their music and then they put the poetry kind of work into it or vice versa but how this one come together specifically with uh, the these po- poems were mostly already formed in in different uh and published in different ways right yeah they um seven of the eight poems had already been published in various venues so um i kind of went hunting for my most horrific pieces um mm-hmm. i wanted something really horror based really atmospheric um so i went um in search of those and i found a nice little collection that i wanted to put together very cool and uh so this next one that we're gonna play play the full bit of but rat catcher you want to talk about that one a little bit or how that one came to be or yeah review it for anybody yeah definitely um rat catcher is well, they're all pretty nasty, but maybe my nastiest <laughs> baby on the collection. Um, Ratcatcher was the piece that absolutely no one wanted to publish because it was a little too... Um, too gritty and graphic for It was them. a little too gritty and graphic, and yeah. no one was going near it. So I was like, okay, no one wants this baby. It's going on this collection, and the world will get it. Um, the great thing about Ratcatcher is something really strange happened. It became a remix on Darkly Told, and it's the final mm-hmm. track on Darkly Told. Um Memory Spice really loved playing with this song. Mm-hmm. They loved it over all the other songs, and they turned it into this remix piece, and then they turned it into its entire album of remixes. Um, TFB Records in Spain put out the Ratcatcher remix album, and it's really brilliant, and I must say it's really something amazing to have you be feet on an album, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm actually featured as an yeah yeah that's like a, it's a really remix cool. album <laughs> um so yeah that's uh, that's rat that's rat catcher <laughs> very cool well, let's hear it uh alicia cole's rat catcher right here on spice radio Rat catcher. 
not in Torcello, nor in Sicily. I have checked all the islands, grown wealthy off the guilt of money spent too late. Willing women at every port. When I ask for handfuls of children, they smile gravely, uncertain. Useless to tell them I seek song stairs, ones with a ready ear for a tune. The women provide comfort. They do not taunt me that I go too slow, hobble gingerly into their arms. I recede into their terrain, only to emerge again, alone, on the far side of each cliff. Legs remain resolutely open. Rats scuttle over hard floors. Only their tails catch my eye, disappearing with a faint scrape. All right, you're back. That was Rat Catcher from Alicia Cole, uh, music by Memory Splice. And uh, how long did it take to kind of get this whole Darkly Told uh, project together? It seems like a pretty like uh, custom and long undertaking, I guess, to get to get all these pieces to fit. It really it took actually from inception to like birth. It was about a six month process. Mm-hmm. It actually went pretty quickly. Um yeah, it came into being in December, and then it was out by May. Mm-hmm. Now, did uh, did you have a lot of uh, input on like the type of music or what you wanted in certain spots? And, yeah, definitely. Like, little nitpicky bits that you you yes, you had I, strong ideas about. As the producer, I got to have a say in all of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there were only a few areas that I really needed it um, to go a different direction in the music, and they were totally awesome to work with, and they tailored it to what I was looking for. Yeah, that's cool. And you you have uh, you say it's kind of like the horror theme. Have you always written poetry of that of that type, or do you, did you start in a different in different veins and just kind of experiment? Or I've always read poetry that type. Um, one of the earliest books I remember really enjoying was a book of Edgar Allan Poe's work that yeah. my grandparents had, mm-hmm. and I I love The Raven. I love Telltale Heart. I love like everything he does. Um, I didn't used to write horror though. I actually the first poem I remember writing was in second grade, and mm-hmm. I remember standing outside at Mountain Gap. A against the big like not plate glass but the big like square glass window panes writing this very long poem about trees and uh-huh. um i remember getting at least some recognition for it because i was writing like past what my peers were writing like right. it wasn't it was a little bit more complicated i didn't really do much more other than like um I guess, mental exercises until I hit fifth grade. And then I just, mostly I would write, well, actually, fifth grade was um, a science fiction poem. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of what I did throughout, like, high school was um, literary and nature-based poetry. Really? Okay. Um, what What is it about, like, horror kind of poetry that you like the most? Because to me, it's, I think... Uh, what I like about when I read that stuff is it's very enthralling, I guess. Like, it yeah. really engages you. But it, what, what sticks to you? That's a big part of it. It's really cathartic. Um, whatever problems you're going through, you can really work it out with horror. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just... that It's really easy to make, like, kind of those real-life challenges into, like, themes that you want to explore in mm-hmm. your poetry. And um, it does it in a way... You can do it... It's more, I love writing literary and I write a lot of literary poetry, but there's there's more comfort to having a layer between you and the experience. Uh You've 
made this tale about the experience where no one can actually figure out exactly what the like they can't figure out the exact bloody blows and like thumps mm-hmm. that you experienced in your horror poetry but they know something happened. But you're alluding to it you're alluding of, yeah. to it in a in a very faint way in many cases mm-hmm. yeah and i and i think uh what's cool about that is uh i know i've i've read some uh horror poetry or know of some where it's the theme you you may like read what the actual poem was based on or about and it may be a really big idea compared to like things that happen to whole groups of people or things that happen in a country uh down to just a very personal thing where it's like oh this was me and one other person that i knew one time or something to one experience so it seems like it's malleable in like what it can reflect to you know what i mean is there is there any other like uh contemporary artists or stuff that you'd recommend people uh pick up and read if they're interested in this type of this type of work um if you're interested in like speculative and horror writing in general um i would recommend a couple um journals for Mm -hmm. like speculative writing in general um i would strongly recommend strange horizons um i would recommend abyss and apex i would recommend um goblin fruit i would recommend mythic delirium um for horror um most of my stuff has not been published actually in horror journals it's just it's horrific and it's but um pseudopod is great for horror and they do um audio casting also so i wanted to ask you about like uh when did you get into using bringing your poetry to like a live setting like not just having people read it but kind of performing it or doing live stuff i started doing live stuff around i guess 19 um i became a part of this really amazing arts collective in atlanta called the ballroom studios Mm -hmm. and they were based on lucky street downtown and it was a really um rich environment where multiple artists lived there and there was also a full theater and um studios where they worked and it was just a gorgeous, rich space for creating. Um, I had my first reading there and then did a couple um, shows there and other places where I would, like, put up my writing. Like, actually, mm-hmm. like, frame it or just put it on the wall. Oh, okay. And then I also, um, around that time, became a member of a band that I performed in. And we would do stuff around and would play there and would play, like, at places like at iDrum Studios. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't – it's not studios. It's just iDrum. Um what type of uh, did you do a lot of lyrics in your music or was it more instrumental or what? Um, it was a mix of lyrics and instrumental. Um, the guys, it was called Giddy Prime mm-hmm. and the guys did um, the lyrics and I would do backup lyrics, backup vocals, and I would play the flute. Okay. Have you been playing for a long time? Is that like something you pick back up just to be in the band? Or did yeah, you I up? played in middle school and high uh-huh. school. Like I was a section leader. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> um, which rocked. Um, and then I just picked it up again when we were playing and found that I'm pretty good at doing like riffs with people. Yeah. So I would just kind of like play around, and they just, we decided that it worked really well. And then mm-hmm. we did a little EP and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. And I, and I like uh, your your art your art here with darkly told because it is kind of like a good meeting of that the music and the poetry kind of coming together do you have any upcoming stuff or stuff you're working on for the coming year um yeah there's going to be two publications in the coming year mm-hmm. um priests and hierophants going to put out a novella by megan j Meehan, 
It's called Sycophant. Mm -hmm. Um, That's coming out. And we're also going to have an anthology of all of the first year Priestess and Hierophant presents. So all the pieces that were published in Priestess and Hierophant 1 through 4 online will be coming out in anthology. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming and talking to us about it. There's like a lot to talk about here. I feel Thank like. you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, be sure to check out Darkly Told. It's online. It's on SoundCloud. And you can get it from priestessandhierophant.com. I'll spell that out. P-R-I-E-S-T-E-S-S-A-N-D-H-I-E-R-O-F-P-H-A-N-T. I was so close. Dot com. Hierophant with a P-H, right? Yeah, Definitely. But oh yeah, and one more thing: are there are there any other? Uh, so you you kind of base this off a tarot card, but are there any other cards that you just like have a fixation on, or that you enjoy, or like uh, just like the the aesthetics of, or any of that? I love the moon. It's mm-hmm. the intuition card. Um, I love the two of. It's the two of cups. I think that mm-hmm. I really love. Um, I love the Ace of Wands. Um, I love the Three of Cups. I love the Cups in general. They're the emotion card. And I was thinking I totally should have brought my cards. I could have given you a reading, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wasted opportunity. <laughs> it could have been, and it could have been uh, recorded for all time, too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but until next time, when you bring in another story, we'll be happy to do that for sure. Definitely. <laughs> but thanks again for coming by. Um, and check out Out Loud Huntsville. It's a great place to get your toes wet or uh, meet some other poets and stuff and do some uh, live live, live poetry, which is impressive for me because like, I, I guess I don't get stage fright playing music anymore. But uh, poetry is so like, visceral and so personal sometimes that it's, it's really like you, you kind of I'm sure you build a trust with your audience or you have you have a skin of, so, you know, a thick skin of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Mm hmm. But thanks again, Alicia, for coming in. And uh, check out the Sycophant novella coming out next year. Uh, print release by Megan Meehan and the anthology from Priestess and Hierophant. So have a great night from Spice Radio and Alicia Cole. See you next time. Et in Arcadia Ego. What God grew wild in me, spirit could not contain. His little hooves thrust free to dance again. Wild hooves, gold flecked that labor finally brought to light. Glorious, I clutched him weeping, could not bear the sight. His head still slick, I gave him to a girl, went raving through fields a whirl with hyssop. Charmed, I go still with much weeping, honeyed tears. In the belly of this world, or on the heights, is there anything more terrifying than he? Cold light, keen hooves, stark purity. Touched, but only in a 
Concentric circles. The troll, rearing and ugly, thrusting its shabby head into the light of the day, was not my hunger for your mouth, for sunlight cutting the water, nor for the failing green of springs. The troll was the empty camp, gutted. Your fingers stained with rolling tobacco, great tufts of dark hair like a goat's horns. Above us, cars clanging sonorously along. Each one bigger than the last, and two full. Houses plowed over, the gardens grow resplendent with 
was easier to patch. A few lambs bawled down the hill. The siring ram found in the hedge, his horns tangled. The rest just tufts between the boulders and stained turf, a sleeve in the scrub, blue from elbow to cuff, to which his mother added burlap, made a sister's winter coat. She walked the town silent, her left arm a shield against beasts. In a town grown tired of night criers, Tired of fragility laid bare, a howl dashed against the rocks was winter's meat. This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash Spice Radio Huntsville or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.